This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady on mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. We're so glad that you're with us, and we're going to talk today about the Mississippi Blues Trail with guest Scott Beretta between your vehicle repair calls, because, uh, you know, Governor Tate Reeves, as of, what is today, May 14th, I think we still have two more weeks of safer at home and social distancing, so this is, once we get uh, released to not go to uh, emergent, what do you call it? Essential businesses. Then we can, you know, go out in the world. And one of the things that we could do was visiting some of the Mississippi Blues Trail markers. Scott, MPB Think Radio listeners are familiar with your name and your voice as the host of our weekend blues show, Highway 61. But tell us, what's your connection with the Mississippi Blues Trail? Oh, well, uh, myself and uh, Jim O'Neill have been writing the markers since the first one went up in December 2006 at the uh, grave for uh, Charlie Patton and Holly Ridge, Mississippi. And uh, since then, we've uh, put up, uh, the last one was number 208 up in Amory. (laughs) And a couple before that, we did one in uh, Liverpool. I unfortunately uh, wasn't able to make that one. They didn't uh, didn't put you on an airplane and let you go to Liverpool? uh, They don't don't pay for me to drive 20 (laughs) miles, much less than an airplane. (laughs) So uh, the writing of the markers, what uh, they're little highway signs, and what, what do you usually, are you limited on your word count? Uh, I, I suppose uh, for some of these important people, that could be hard to be succinct. Uh, well, uh, the, the, the markers are kind of novel in the sense that, I mean, if you see the state historical markers, the green ones, uh, they typically have uh, two or three sentences. I don't know, they're maybe 30 words or 35 words. Uh, on raised metal on both sides. What's novel about the Mississippi Blues Trail markers is that we have the fronts, which have you know upwards of 50 words on them, and then on the back side we have a vinyl panel, and that allows us to write uh, 500 words. So, uh, and, and we also have multiple images with text uh, associated with the images. So, uh, it's actually quite a lot of text for people to read, um, and. We pretty much fill up every uh, space we have. There's, I mean, I, I suppose the word counts do vary, but probably not very much because the uh, the large essay on the back is sort of on the left side of the marker, and then on the right side we have uh, uh, multiple images, and as I said, the, the text associated with the images. So it's it's a lot to read, especially you know, if I, I teach at the University of Mississippi, and my students, if they have to write 500 or 600 words, they think it's a problem. <laughs> so, you know, it's, 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 it's a lot to read if you read all of the markers, right? It would take uh, weeks to do, maybe, for most people. Well, I'm wondering what car you drive that's, that's putting so many miles going around doing all this. <laughs> Uh, I, I am driving a uh, 2005 Accord with uh, 250,000 miles on it. Um, you know, and I, Going I, I, strong, uh, I assume. 
Well, it's, I, you know, I, I'll just drive them until they stop working or actually then fix them. But it, it, it works out pretty well. And, uh, you know, I do like to drive an awful lot, and I've been missing driving uh, in uh, recent times. Um, I mean, not that I can't do it, but I haven't really had appointments to go to. And I, you know, I, te- I live here in Greenwood, Mississippi, and I uh, teach and uh, do my radio show up in Oxford at the University of Mississippi. So um, that's not part of my plans. And usually uh, late April and um, early May is a festival season. So usually around this time, I'm up in Memphis and Clarksdale, Lafayette, New Orleans, and usually just logging a couple thousand miles at this time of the year. You know, as it is now, I'm leaving my house once or twice a week. <laughs> Scott, so, right, right. remind us what the... Do you the normally tr- go to the Bentonia Blues Festival also? Oh, I always go there. I try to go a little bit later in the day because it's, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's at a time so when it's yes. extremely hot. Uh, it, it's a little better yeah. now because it's now on Duck, uh, Duck Home, Jimmy Duck Holmes farm just north of Bentonia uh, before it was on the asphalt in front of the, in front of his uh, juke oh, joint wow. there, the blue front. So that was a, that could be a little hot. <laughs> Scott, remind us yeah, what I've, is I've been going the trail. The past couple of years and it's awesome. Uh, go ahead, Liz. Scott, remind us what is the trail? Is there just one path to follow? Uh, at one point, you could have said that. <laughs> uh, when the trail started in um, 2006, uh, when we put it together, we had a, a federal grant which was um, helping to underwrite it. The trail has always, the financing of the trail, at least uh, for the first 150 or something like that, uh, was that local communities buy in with maybe half of the cost of a marker. And then we had grants from the NEH, uh, the NEA, and the Mississippi Department of Transportation, which covered the other half. But we initially started with a grant to put up uh, uh, 10 markers in uh, five uh, adjacent Delta counties, uh, LaFleur, Cohoma, Sunflower, Washington, and, and Bolivar. So if you uh, started here in Greenwood and, and then drove west and then north and landed in uh uh, Coahoma and Clarksdale, uh, you know, that was a trail you could readily follow. It wasn't a straight line by any means, but um, once we, uh, the following year, I think in 2007, uh, we had a meeting with the Mississippi uh, Development Administration and Authority, and uh, we uh, moved it to 120, and I think the legislature wanted us to have at least half the markers outside the Delta, which maybe a lot of people would think that was a problem, but it's certainly not a problem at all. Helen Wolf is from West Point and Otis Rush from Philadelphia and, and so on and so on. And, and so we get, began placing markers uh, far away from those initial 10 and the Delta. And uh, later on, uh, we got grants to uh, expand the uh, trail beyond the uh, state lines. And there are now 16 markers. Uh, some of them are just over the state lines, like in Muscle Shoals and Florence. Uh, there's two in Helena, a couple in uh, Memphis, uh, another in uh, Faraday, Louisiana. Um, we recently put one up for Buddy Guy in Letchworth, Louisiana, which is uh, not too far away from Woodville. And so we moved out of the state, but we also have markers as far as Los Angeles and Maine. So that that would be a 
pretty considerable drive, and uh, you'd have to put your car on a, a boat uh, twice. Actually, not twice. I forgot about the channel. Uh, but the uh, we have a, a, a recent marker, as I said, in Liverpool, and we also have ones in uh, Notad in Norway and Cahors, France. So uh, what wow. was initially a discernible trail is now, uh, oh, it would be fun to drive, but uh, figuring out a route <laughs> to, 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 you know, to, it wouldn't be a logical uh, issue of figuring out what the route was. And who yeah. decides where these markers are going to go? Uh, well, we have the Mississippi Blues Commission, and uh, people uh, submit applications. Uh, you need to have uh, um, at least 20 years of history, uh, of, of Associated Mississippi Blues history, uh, in order to have one. Right? So there's a historical uh, credential. Um, actually, I should step back and say, initially, when we had our meeting, when we raised the number to 120, we... Uh, figured out that there were, say, 50 Mississippi musicians who uh, had uh, were in the Blues Hall of Fame right, or had been nominated multiple times. So you know, we didn't debate whether Elmore James or Robert Johnson or Muddy Waters or Helen Wolf or, you know, dozens of other people uh, would go on the markers, right? It was kind of easy to come up with the first 50 or 60 uh, but the markers are not all for individuals. Right? We have a number of great individuals in the state. We also acknowledge Jimmy Rogers and Elvis Presley on, on the trail because of their uh, blues uh, uh, contributions. But the um, one of the things that later also happened, we got a grant from the NEH, and it asked us to emphasize what they called humanities themes. Uh, so what is the relation of uh, religion to the blues, transportation to the blues, uh, food to the blues? We have a marker for hot tamales in Rosedale. We have two markers for Highway 61. One's in Tunica, the other's down in, in Vicksburg. You know, one talks about the road as a metaphor, right, that you, uh, in the blues, people are often talking about leaving or going away. And uh, so the, when people sing about the highway, they're often talking about leaving behind their, you know, their partner. <laughs> and then we have another one which addresses the actual building of Highway, of highway 61. Uh, we've got a number about trains. Um, uh, yeah, so there's, it's, it's all over the place in terms of, you know, some of those markers, we've kind of come up with the concept. And then we look for a location. It's always in coordination with local authorities. As I said before, you know, there was uh, an important aspect to the Blues Trail was that there was a buy-in from local communities, right, which uh, was probably partially a financial necessity, but it also uh, results in a, a greater sense of ownership. Right, that the local communities have contributed to the creation of these markers. Well, we're we're almost out of time for this for this segment. Um, Scott, are all the spots ex- accessible by car? Uh, the yeah, ones would, in the Mississippi I, area. Oh, certainly. Yeah, I mean the markers. Uh, sometimes I think we uh, move them away from really rural areas so people will find them. Uh, I mean, so, so sometimes when we're not really sure where somebody was 
born, uh, we will put the marker in a, in a very public place, like in a, in a park in the city. But we always have to work with like, the highway department um, and uh, various other authorities about where we place them. The most problematic one, I should say, is, is maybe that we have one across from Parchment. And if you go to that marker, this is the first time that Parchment, I mean in decades, has allowed people to stop their cars. Right? And then the, I was with a BBC film crew one time, and the, the camera people uh, started to turn their uh, cameras towards the gates, and we got people to come over and told us to leave. And the <laughs> BBC guys were, let's just stay for a couple of minutes. And I'm like, dude, no, I'm driving home. You're not paying me anything. I'm not going to Parchment. <laughs> well, I, I love that wow. there's an app to help you pick which spot you might want to visit for your road trip. And there's a Spotify playlist with some suggested songs for uh-huh. the spots. So uh, did, did you help pick some of the, the videos and photographs and songs that go uh, coordinate with the spots? Uh, I, the, the videos, we have 15 short films that were made for the Blues Trail, and you can watch those on the app or by visiting uh, msbluestrail.org and at that site you can find out the information for downloading the, the free app. Uh, the free app, uh, uh, I mean, uh, I, I used a lot of information that we had used previously in creating the, the Blues Trail markers, so uh, it's sometimes hard to discern, you know, where things came from, you know, because we've worked on so many uh, multiple projects. But the great thing about the app is that it utilizes GPS, and in terms of the notion of creating a trail, you know, you can actually uh, make an itinerary, right? So if you want to do, say, a loop, you can look at the map, and uh, another thing uh, with the GPS is that if you plug in your location, then you can find out, you know, how many uh, the, the distance. It'll show you the closest uh, markers to you, right? So, uh, if you want to kind of create an itinerary on the fly, you can do it that way. Well, and I love that uh, you got to always have tunes for your road trip. So I love that there's song music on the app and uh, on that Spotify playlist for uh-huh. the the Blues Trail. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Scott Beretta. Uh, remind everyone, uh, your you can be heard. Your show, Highway sixty one, is twice on MPB Think Radio. Right at uh, ten p.m. on Saturday night, and then uh, we repeat it at uh, six p.m. And uh, that was that was some years ago. We got to six p.m. and uh, it's it's really great for the people who are out. Uh, out seeing blues on Saturday night. You know, maybe they're home on Sunday. To, well, to this is stuff. yeah, this is a real treasure for Mississippi. I know I was at lunch one day in Jackson at the Iron Horse Grill, and there was a bus tour eating there, and they were doing a coach tour of Mississippi and blue spots. So we need to remember what's in our own backyard or on our own highways. So thank you, Scott, for being on our show today. Uh, thank you very much for talking to me. If you have a problem with your vehicle, Allison is here. Let's get those phones, calls ringing or send your emails. Auto at mpbonline.org. Is your car under recall? We'll have a list of ones that are when we come back. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. If you want even more AutoCorrect, I hope you'll find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. Allison, wasn't that fun having Scott Beretta talk to us about the Mississippi Blues Trail? Yes, I enjoyed that very much. And I'm from the Delta and from where, you know, blues comes from. So that heritage for me is a big deal, the blues heritage that I have. And um, I, I, I just think it's awesome. So I love hearing about that. And uh, the app and everything, that sounds so cool. I, I, my aunt was messaging um, on the post we made on Facebook about how we should go do the trail together. So I, I hope we get the opportunity to do that. That would be amazing. Well, and it's you know a fun thing to have just if you're going from somewhere to someplace else, stop by a couple of them. Here are the recalls as promised. For they this week they have them for the 2019-2020 Mercedes-Benz Mercedes AMG G-Class. There's also a recall for the 2016 Hyundai Genesis Coupe, the 2020 Ford Expedition and Lincoln Navigator, the 2019 Ford Expedition, and the 2019-2020 Mustang. And you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's website. That's nhtsa.gov slash recalls and inputting your VIN number. Uh, Allison, remind our folks where are different places they could find their VIN number on their car? So you can find your VIN number in your door jam. When you open your door on the driver's side, there's a little placard there in the door jam. And you can also find it on your dash on the driver's side under the windshield. So you'd want to look at that from the outside and you can see it like that. And, and those are the two, plus your uh, registration and your insurance. Yeah, and that's a, a, a good thing to remind yourself to look for those in your glove box and get rid of the old ones. Uh, my son got pulled over, and uh, they asked for his insurance, so he said, sure. Well, he pulled out about six insurance cards out of the glove box <laughs> before he finally found the, the, the current one. Um, so make sure you know where you're your uh, insurance card is in your glove box. We're talking about the Mississippi Blues Trail today. The coastal region has a marker for the Hi-Hat Club in Hattiesburg. In, in addition to the individual Blues Trail markers, they also break it up into regions. So if you wanted to kind of spend a day just kind of driving around an area, they have them broken down that way. So there's the Hi-Hat Club in Hattiesburg is the coastal region. And the Hills region has a marker for Elvis in Tupelo. Like Scott said, um, Elvis uh, had blues influences, and so he's listed on the blues markers. We are taking your car repair vehicle questions 
Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. Allison, we just got an email from our friend Craig, who uh, likes to email us, and he asks, where is a good place to take hybrid cars for service? On a personal note, are you familiar with the Sterling engine? A few experimental cars were built in uh, 1984. Now, Craig doesn't say where he's from, so I guess uh, a general place to take, you know, uh, uh, what kind of place do you look for to take hybrid cars for service? I love this. It's a good question. I think there is a wonderful place for a market for dealing with the hybrid and electric cars right now. Or if uh, a shop that does other things can add that to their list of specialties would be wonderful. And we kind of have a lack of those in the South. So they have them in other places like Colorado and Oregon. They have uh, shops that are dedicated just to dealing with the hybrid battery systems and, and that sort of thing. But... Other than that, honestly, the only place you can take it to is the dealership, and they don't get very in-depth with what all they deal with there. They basically will just sell you a new battery instead of, say, just replacing the cells in the hybrid batteries. Um, so it is it can be hard to find a shop that that specializes in it here in the South. But but without having that option, if there's if you can't find anyone. Um, Maybe an automotive electrical shop might be comfortable with it. You might want to call around and see. Um, I know there's a young mechanic that's near me, and I say young because he's growing up in this age of hybrid cars coming to him. He actually helped me change the, the engine in my hybrid Um he is passionate about learning new things like that. So if you could find someone like that, and he's an independent shop. Um, but other than that, you take it to the dealership is your only option. Allison, and, um, and then all the works under warranty and everything. It, it just kind of a, a amazes me, you know, when they talk about the price of some of these hybrid batteries and they want to sell you a whole brand new one. And you've talked before about it's possible to just replace the individual cells. Is that something a dealer? I mean, is that a secret? Is that something a dealership will do for you? Is that something you kind of have to get an independent mechanic to do? It's something that you kind of have to get an independent mechanic to do because dealerships won't do that. For some reason, they won't do that, and I have no idea why. Um, I think they just make so much more money on just replacing the whole thing, and that's been how people have done it from the beginning. But it's it's becoming to where it's it's actually easy for a DIY person who's never really fooled with that sort of thing to do it themselves. It's It's actually a really easy process, and I'm sure there's plenty of – YouTube videos on how to do it, but the cells themselves are only like $60, and there's about 28 of them, and you just replace the ones that are going bad. You may just have a couple of them going bad enough to cause your check engine light to come on and for your hybrid system to be acting up, and then so you can go and replace those cells, and you've only spent $120 instead of what used to be they replaced the whole thing with a rebuilt one or a brand new one, and you're talking $2,000, you 
more or less, and that and that would vary a good bit on on that price, anywhere from fifteen hundred to three grand. So a hundred and twenty dollars versus fifteen hundred dollars is a big difference. Now, and you test it um, with the multi tester, and it's it's pretty easy, actually. I am not a phone hacker or a computer repair person, but I seem to remember that some of the manufacturers say if you know if you dig into this yourself, you've voided any warranties that they'll provide. If do you know is that the case for the hybrid batteries if an individual or an independent mechanic digs into just a single cell, does it void any kind of warranties that the manufacturer might provide? The chance that you have a hybrid battery problem while it's under warranty is almost 100% nil. They just don't have problems with these hybrid cars. They have very few few problems with them. Um, and that's why you, see, you don't see them on our recall list. You know, you don't see that often. You, you hear a lot of AMG, Mercedes, uh, Ford Explorers are all, seem to always be on there. Um, but you never hear Toyota Prius on there or or uh, some of the other hybrid say a honda hybrid or something like that they're very reliable and well made so the chance that you have a problem under warranty is really low but um once it's out of warranty then you know you can you could probably get it warranty through whatever shop that you go through um most shops warranty their work i warranty my work and you know, they'll give you a good warranty on that. A reputable mechanic would. Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We are talking about the Mississippi Blues Trail markers. Uh, we want to go to those when it's safer at home orders are rescinded. But we also want to take some more of your car repair questions. What is an unreliable car not to buy? We're going to get to that in a bit. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. It's an expensive cycle. Insurance, gas, maintenance. Let us help break it by turning that car of yours into public radio. If your car is more work than it's useful, donate it to us. We'll pick it up, get top dollar for it, and use the funds to bring you more of your favorite shows. You might even qualify for a tax deduction. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill, and I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you could also click on the support button and make a contribution because we really rely on contributions to purchase our national programming and just to keep the lights on here, folks. 
thanks for your contributions to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Now, Consumer Reports has a list of vehicles that have a record of much worse than average overall reliability based on subscriber responses to their annual auto survey. Today, we're going to caution you about the 2010 Chevy Challenger. Please consider reading up on the reliability of this car before purchasing it as a used car. Suggest Consumer Reports. Now, carcomplaints.com is another source for unreliable car lists. Allison, you also like that one uh, just to find out what other people are saying about your car, right? Great resource for that. Yeah, but if you're interested in reviews of new cars, Casey Williams is the automotive correspondent for WFYI, a public radio station in Indianapolis. He's reviewed the cars cars and covered the auto industry for 25 years, and he has reviews this week on the 2020 Chevy Traverse and the 2020 BMW X6 M50i. That's a lot of numbers and letters. You, what, I it guess, sure is. <laughs> uh, I, okay, BMW is a British motor or Bavarian motor works, and then I guess the X6 and then a M5O, M5I. That's, that's a, lot of, a lot of letters. We've been talking the about... The M5 is like the performance uh, upgraded BMW like AMG is to Mercedes. It's like a performance SUV, basically. All right. The M series. Oh, Pretty okay. Cool well, see, it, it's it's good to know what all those letters and numbers mean. We've been talking about the Mississippi Blues Trail. There are markers in the capital, in the river capital region for Bow Diddley and Macomb. And there's also one in the Pines region for Howlin Wolf in West Point. We've got a call. Let's go to Wayne County and talk to V. V, thanks so much for calling in. What's your comment or question for autocorrect? Yes. Um, it's concerning um, the engine air filter. Is it best to go to the dealer and buy the filter or to go to a uh, place like um, Auto Service Center or AutoZone? I recommend going to somewhere like AutoZone or O'Reilly's and buying the filter there. It's going to cost you about $20, 25 to $30 or sometimes cheaper than that. And then having them help you put it in. A lot of times it just snaps in. Sometimes you have Phillips head that need to be removed to get to the air filter, but most of them are super duper easy to do. You can do it yourself, and most of them you can Google a video on how to do it and save yourself that extra money in labor. And uh, it's it's really easy. It's just as easy as as popping something in some Tupperware and taking it back out. It's really easy. V, somebody showed me how to do mine, and it just was astounding. You just, uh, on my Saturn, you just open the glove box and then kind of pull it a little bit more so that it hangs all the way open, and there it is, and you just take it out and stick it in. It's way easier than changing the filter on my my, uh, house at at the the heater at my house. Uh, What were you going to say, V? Are you talking about the are you talking about the cabin air filter or the engine the, air filter? I thought she said the engine, engine air the filter. Engine. Oh. Well, both. You can talk about both. Most of them are 
Okay, yeah. Most of them are easy. Like Liz said, the, the cabin air filter is really easy, too. And you can Google or go to YouTube and look up a video um, for pretty much any car out there. There's going to be a video of how to, to get in there and change that. And it's super easy, and it'll save you some money on the labor costs that they want to charge. And plus, you know when it's dirty or not. And what you do is you hold it up to the sky. If you can see sun through it at all it's fine if you can't it's time to replace it and that's usually at about fifteen thousand miles so usually about once a year you replace your cabin and your engine air filters give or take um another quick question what is a good uh, tune-up for an older car a good tune-up would be, it depends if it has a timing belt or not. You'd want to make sure that your timing belt's been done on time. Um, what vehicle do you have? I, I might know if it had a timing uh, belt. 2007 Toyota Camry. Now, that one um, will have a chain on it if it's the four-cylinder. If it's the four. six-cylinder, I, I think it has a timing chain, so you don't have to worry about the timing belt. But um, spark plugs and intake air clean, transmission fluid, drain and fill, um, PCB valve, that's never been done. It probably has an inline uh, or in tank fuel filter, so that you probably wouldn't have to worry about that. But that's some of your basic tune-up for it. And tune-up is basically an old term for just replacing your spark plugs. Now, um, tune-up and maintenance, it means a few more things to me as far as you go ahead and replace the PCV valve and um, go ahead and do the transmission fluid drain and fill. And if you have a truck, you'd want to do your differential fluid and transfer case fluid on all-wheel drive vehicles and that sort of thing. So it, it involves a, a little bit more. Tune-up was the old term for when spark plugs were due. And that's because they were due a lot quicker back in the day. They were You'd have to change them every fifteen to 30,000 miles. There's only a few cars these days that have to be changed that often, but most of them go to and, um, around 100,000 miles before you have to change them these days. Yes. Are the ignition coils uh, points, are, are those good to change with the plugs if needed? No, just just replace them as needed. You don't. They're an expensive part. They're usually run about sixty to a hundred dollars a piece, and you only replace those as needed. They are a pretty reliable uh, piece of equipment. Usually, if you have one go bad, it's just one that goes bad, and uh, and it doesn't happen that often. So you would only replace those as needed. I get asked that question a lot. And uh, I don't know where people get the information that you need to change the ignition coils, but that's very expensive to do. And you only replace those as needed. And you'll get a check engine light if one of those are acting up. And you mentioned the PCP, what is that? PCV valve. That ventilates the air from your crankcase, and it'll get clogged up with oil and it can get stuck open or closed and affect the pressures in your engine. So if it, like for instance, if it gets stuck closed, it's gonna create a lot of pressure in the crankcase and it'll cause oil leaks, premature oil leaks. 
out of your rear main seal and your front main seal and possibly other areas. And um, so it's just a part of regular maintenance to go ahead and replace those little PCV valves. They're only a $10, $15 part, and usually they're easy to get to. And they're just a little valve, just a little check valve. Thank you. Thank you, V. We appreciate you calling in, and, and Allison, I appreciate you not getting into me because I don't know the difference between a cabin filter and an engine filter. That's why you're the expert. Thanks, V. Let's go to Becky in Fulton. Becky, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question? My comment is about the Blues Trail. Um, several years ago... I'll- can you hear me? Oh, yes. Please go ahead. Okay. okay. Uh, several years ago, I went to the Faulkner Conference m- more than once, and they had a Delta tour. Um, but they had a, they had a choice of different tours that you could go on um, regard you know w- with regard to Faulkner, and they and there was a guy that did a bus tour of the Delta, and it was just really interesting because he had all these blues. You know all these blues markers, and I, I, for the life of me, I can't recall all of them. But, but I do recall um, that we stopped at Fannie Lou Hamer's. Um, the, you know the the marker for her on the it was a it was a civil rights um, marker that had just been put up, I think. Um, so there, but uh, but I wish that. I, I wish that the, that uh, the guy that did that was still living, but he. Uh, he was a lawyer from Oxford, and he knew a lot about. Um, I mean, he just knew a lot about a lot of stuff. So, anyway, but um, but he he uh, played blues music from different eras um, when we were going down there. So, uh, I'm sure he was friends with Scott Beretta. I don't know. Yeah, but <laughs> anyway, um, probably so. Yeah, but it was just really, it was really, really interesting to see all those different markers. And, you know, we'd go to these, one, one we went to a grave where it was uh, an old abandoned church. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I don't know, it's it's just, you just have to see it. It's it, I'm not doing a, a decent job of explaining it, really. It's just one of those things you have to see for yourself. Well, I appreciate you sharing the the memory with us. Yeah, I've I've poked around on their website a little bit, and there's there's markers for people. There are markers for places. There are markers for events. Sometimes it's you know just on a abandoned field where something used to be. Sometimes it's right in the middle of a town, and uh, I, I'm I'm all about the road trip cartoons. So I was very excited that the app has music you can listen to, but then also there's a Spotify free playlist that you can listen to with uh, uh, songs that connect to the markers. So um, I, do, I do recall, um, I think it was in Clarksdale, there's a Lebanese restaurant there that was just absolutely wonderful, but they also had, you know, they had southern food that was just to die for so uh, anyway (laughs) when when all this coronavirus stuff is you know backed up a little bit i hope that you know that to go back there and see see those people you know thank you so much becky i sounds awesome 
That sounds really awesome. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes me more interested in it because you can tell that she really enjoyed that, that you really enjoyed that. That's, that's great. That's right. So we've been discussing our social distancing outing on the Mississippi Blues Trail and taking your car repair questions. You can always send us an email, auto at mpbonline.org. What's in the news? We'll tell you next. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. This is AutoCorrect. If you have missed any of our live program, don't forget you can listen to the whole show at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Now, what is in the news? This is interesting. We've talked a little bit before about during this epidemic, pandemic time, uh, all of the car deals that are out there. But according to a report from Automotive News, brands are starting to adjust these deals based on the market. So deals with 0% financing for 84 months are being pulled back to the just 72 months on the most attractive financing offers. Other offers remain, but but uh, with payment deferrals cut to 90 days instead of 120 days. But uh, this automotive uh, news report said that factory rebates should be strong through the summer while the country manages its economic recovery. In normal circumstances, manufacturers want to clear out previous model year inventory in the summer to make room for the newer cars that usually come in the fall. But since the factories have been shut down, there's not as much supply and demand, so the dealerships aren't going to be offering as dramatic amount of discounts on the new inventory because there's there's not going to be any new inventory coming. So consumers, if you wait too long, you might miss out on some of the deals, but we certainly don't want anybody to dig themselves into a financial position if they're not ready for a new car. So Allison, we got an email. This is from Michael. And he says, hi, Allison and Liz, can you discuss crank versus start? I think I've been using them backwards. Also, no state start crank when engine is warmed up, leaning towards coolant temp sensor. Thanks. What does that mean? Okay, say that last bit again. He says, uh, also, 
no start slash crank when engine is warmed up, leaning toward coolant temp sensor. Thanks. But what is what is crank and what is start? And is that the same thing? It is two different things. And what it is is when you go into your car and you try to start it and you get no sound whatsoever, that's just start. That's just you trying to start the car. When it cranks over is when the engine is actually turning over but not cranking all the way up. It's just going run, 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 run with the starter motor trying to crank up the engine. And so that's the difference. So start, you're not going to hear anything. So that's like your battery's dead or uh, an ignition problem of some sort. Usually it's your battery's dead, though, um, or alternator's gone bad. And the crank, when it cranks up, when it's turn, the, the starter is turning and the engine's trying to turn over and you get the sound, that's your starter motor turning. Then you have a problem with fuel delivery or ignition or something else going on. Um, also, to add to the starting problem, if your car is not starting when you turn the key, but lights and, and that sort of thing are coming on, it could be your security system has gotten set off and would need to be reset. It takes one of those fancy computers to to reset it. Um, not just anyone can do that. And a lot of times you need the dealership to do it. Or, or um, I, I do know some small mechanics that do that sort of thing. And um, so that can cause your car to not start either. So that's the difference. So you're not going to hear the engine trying to crank. You're not going to hear anything on a start. And on a crank, you're going to hear the engine trying to crank and turn over. But it doesn't turn over. It doesn't go ahead and crank all the way up. So those are the, the two differences in that. And as far as his other question goes, where it's... Um, the engine is warmed up, but there's no start or crank and leaning towards coolant temp sensor. Oh, I guess he's leaning. He thinks maybe the problem is the coolant temp sensor if it won't start or crank when the engine is warmed up. It could be. It could be because the the computer, they're sophisticated to the point where they need to know what the temperature is, and it won't. It's, it's, it has to do with the emission system because if the car is not at the right temperature, then your emissions is not doing right and getting cleared out like it's supposed to be, um, you, that you emit, you know, the toxins into the air, and it can keep your car from cranking up. So he's, he's I think he's headed in the right direction with that, but I'd still like to do more diagnostics than to throw a coolant temperature sensor at it. Um, I'd, I'd rather check into that a little bit further. All Maybe right. put it on a computer and read what the temperature sensor is actually saying. Okay, Allison, we've used up all of our time. We want to remind folks there's a Mississippi Blues marker at Poe Monkeys in Marigold. You might want to drive to some of the markers when it is safer at home order is rescinded. But please stay six feet away from folks right now. We're still under quarantine. 
This is going to wrap us up for AutoCorrect. Thank you, Java Chapman and Jay White. Thank you, Scott Beretta. For Allison Walker, who's the lady auto mechanic, I'm Liz Gill. Join us next Thursday for AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.